All right, we want to welcome you guys back to this episode of Return. And today we are going to talk about prayer, specifically why we should turn to prayer when we hear of just distressing things, troubling things that are happening in the earth and what Jesus warns us will take place and and what our response should be. So jump in with us. Okay, you guys, so we are going to jump right into some passages that we're going to look at today, Luke 21, and then also just talking on prayer. All right, so today I want to look really briefly at Luke 21, um, which Jesus, Luke 21 is one of the parallel passages in the scriptures where Jesus gives us some of the signs of the times and just some of the you know, warnings of things that will take place before his return. And if you guys look at, you know, these chapters, Luke 21, Matthew 24, Mark 13, etc., it doesn't take someone who's super in touch with what's going on in the earth to realize that we are really seeing a lot of these signs and these things take place just obviously in the world right now. And um, we know from Matthew 24, Jesus gives us the parable of the fig tree. And he says, you know, when you see these signs, when you see these things about to happen, cue all the previous verses right before that one, he says, know that all of these things are going to take place in one generation and know the signs that, that the coming of the Lord is near. Basically, that's paraphrasing that. And so... Luke 21 is a parallel passage to Matthew 24, and um, Jesus expounds a little bit more on some of the things that are going to be taking place in the earth. And he basically says in Luke 21, verse 25, there is going to be distress in the nations. Uh, Men's hearts are going to fail them because of fear. And Then he tells us in verse 28 that when these things begin to happen, look up, lift your heads for your redemption draws near. So I just want to like expound on this part for a second because just out of personal uh, experience and things that have been going on just in my own mind and heart over the last few weeks is I've been, you know, trying to keep up with the news a bit more, um, following really closely specifically, you know, things that are happening related to abortion in the country, um, abortion laws being passed both for pro-life and pro-choice. And I'm both extremely encouraged and then at times like really discouraged by some of the things that I'm seeing take place. You know, some of the rage that's uh, coming against these pro-life bills, some of just the hypocrisy of, you know, people in Hollywood, Disney saying they're not going to film in the state of Georgia um, because of these pro-life bills and just seeing like the response and the general just rage against God, against his laws, against who he is. And that's just one example. I think like you go down the line with some of the news that we've been seeing, you know, recent shootings and all of that. And I have just been like needing to pause and kind of like check my heart and evaluate my heart because 
in the moment of like hearing and seeing all of these things take place, like I'll just admit it's, it's pretty discouraging at times. And it's, it's really distressing, honestly. And I know that many of you listening to this can relate if you're just keeping up in general with things that are happening. It is pretty distressing, the things that we're seeing. And so what I've been needing to do is almost do like a bit of like a check in with myself, with how I'm processing things. Benji and I, you know, we'll talk about things quite a bit. And it's just like where I'm needing to reevaluate, okay, I'm seeing the distress that's happening right now across the earth. But again, specifically, I'm really focused in what's what's happening in America. And there is this reality of as like, like this is like almost kindergarten, right? Like we're in we are in the birth pangs that are starting to happen that Jesus tells us, but like we're at, you know, the beginning of the distressful things that are going to, you know, just increase over the next few years. And again, we see in Luke 21 verse 26, men's hearts will fail them because of fear, because of the response of that, what's happening So the question has been, how are we carrying our hearts? How are we able to deal with the things that are going on? Yeah. And hello, guys. (laughs) I've been here in the back of this podcast. Oh, Benji, welcome to the show. Would you like to say something now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the guest every single time. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's discouraging. But at the same time, it's in the book. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It, I mean, coming from Mexico, living all my life there, is what sometimes happens here in America is not even compared to one month of violence in Mexico with the cartels and everything. But again, that doesn't justify it. It's just say that everything is just growing and growing. And one of the things that I see in the, for example, in the way that Jesus is leading the planet uh, when I read the book of Revelation, specifically Revelation 5 and Revelation chapter 6, you see the Lamb of God taking the scroll from the hand of the Father, the title deed of the of the earth, and he was found worthy to rule and reign over the earth. And then the response of heaven and earth is worship and adoration, saying, yes, you are worthy, meaning we trust your leadership. We trust that you can be the president of the earth and the king of kings forever. What does he do? The lamb that we're worshiping saying, you're worthy. Chapter six, he opens the seals. And the things that we see in the first four seals in the future is that uh, he actually takes away the restriction of sin, meaning Men will be who they are. Men will not. It's not that demons come in the beginning and then in the end times people are going to be more demonized, which is true. But the beginning of it is that we see that Jesus is taking away the restriction, meaning um, nation against nation, brother against brother, church against church. Like whatever is inside of us is just going to be more manifested. Why is that? Why can I can we see that in the Bible? Because at the end of the day, we cannot put our trust in men. 
we have to turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the president is not going to help us. It's not better congressman. It's not but Those things, we have to pray them in. But at the end of the day, Jesus is saying is you have to trust in me. Humanity is the prey. We can we're decay like we we cannot solve our own problems. At the end of the day, it is the conviction of only God can save us. Only Jesus can come and reign. And so that's the point of what I see in the in the in Luke. Jesus is saying, because I'm gonna take away the 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 restrictions, the veils, and I'm going to allow people to be who they really are and who they really were and and expose that and let them be humans without restrictions. That's where a lot of anxiety is going to come to the planet. And Jesus is saying the enemy has his agenda in all of this, which is despair, anxiety, leading to people's hearts failing because of it. But my agenda is that you you come to me. That you say you are the only one. You've been always the only one that we have. And you turn that anxiety into prayer. Which is what we see in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious about anything but come boldly before the throne of God. Meaning every anxiety is a perfect opportunity to become uh, to uh, a prayer. You know, So that's, that's what I see in the big scheme of things. What's happening right now. Yeah, and I want to get to what Jesus's command for us, what our response should be in just a second. Okay, so when we see, you know, the scripture that says there's going to be distressful things that are happening in the earth and men's heart is fainting from fear. And just in general, when we look at, you know, any end time passage, the signs of the times, you know, our question is always like, okay, so how should we be responding to this. And again, like I've heard this said before, but I feel like it's been hitting me in a new like way recently because Jesus's top response to the question of, of, you know, how should we be responding? He doesn't say, okay, I want you to store up guns. I want you to store up water, make sure you have enough food, build a bunker, like all of that stuff. He doesn't even go close to talking about that. He says two things. He says, I want you to take heed to yourselves because you need to watch and pray. Watch and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. And to escape isn't to, you know, we're going to be taken away and and just completely... um, you know, be spared all the trouble. No, the trouble is going to come across the whole earth. It is going to touch us in personal ways, but the way that we are to prepare our hearts is to watch and pray. And, um, again, Luke 21 verse 34, he says, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with three things. One carousing, two drunkenness and three the cares of this life and it and the warning is that if your hearts are weighed down in those three areas the day of the lord the day of his coming is going to come on you unexpectedly and so again okay jesus commands us watch and pray watch is i want you to recognize what's going on in the earth i want you to be 
uh, quote unquote, anointed observers. I like the way I've heard Mike Bickle say that before. I want you to be anointed observers of what's happening in the earth. So therefore, you know, when you see these titles uh, in the news of things that are happening, when you see, um, you know, uh, natural disasters, there's a lot of flooding that's happening right now in the United States. I want you to watch with more than just like a you know, a normal passing interest. He's like, I want you to be anointed observers at the things that are happening. And then I want your response to be prayer. And why? If we respond in by going to the place of prayer, it actually keeps us from going to those other three areas that he talked about, which is the carousing, the drunkenness and the cares of life. And again, you guys, even just like pulling on how I've been feeling over the last couple of weeks of, I hear a piece of bad news and, you know, there's kind of like that fear or that anxiety that touches the heart for the second. And I realize that I have a choice in those moments. I either can go to God in the place of prayer, which is simply, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to pour out, you know, just the weight of the trouble that I'm feeling in my heart to him and reassure myself of one, who he is, two, that he's in control, the train tracks of, you know, the train isn't off the tracks, uh, so to speak, of just what's happening in world history is unfolding the way that God said it would. And so I'm reassuring myself of who he is, his sovereignty, that he's in control. And also I'm just strengthening my heart uh, by coming to him in prayer. But the thing is, is we always have the choice because either way, when distressing things happen, we have the choice of where we're going to go. We either go to the Lord in prayer or we go to these other three areas that he talks about. And I just want to mention them really briefly. Um, the carousing, Okay, which kind of like another word for carousing is like dissipation, like things that will dissipate our strength or take away from our strength. And carousing really talks about the overindulgence that we can, you know, go to in pursuing pleasure. So sometimes like the way that we respond to pain is by going to seek pleasure in things like immorality, seeking pleasure in basic things like food and, and uh, what we drink, what we watch, like how easy is it, you guys, to just like when something painful or overwhelming or whatever comes our way, it's just so easy to go, okay, I'm going to just go Netflix and chill right now. Like I'm going to go binge watch a show. I'm going to numb myself from my thoughts and my feelings, and I'm just going to try to like make it go away. And you can do it for a certain amount of time and then I mean, the show ends and the reality is still there waiting to face you afterwards as well. So carousing is how, how do you carry your heart in pursuing pleasure, right? So then the next one is uh, many people will try to escape pain and pressure by finding comfort in drinking or in drugs. And we're seeing that on epidemic scales right now. Uh, where, you know, marijuana is being legalized across the United States. And it's just easy to go to like mind altering or like mind numbing substances. 
And so when pain touches our heart, you know, you can just go bury yourself in a drink or go bury yourself in drugs or whatever. And so how, how do we carry our hearts when we're facing pain in our life? And then the last one is the cares of life, which again, touches this place of anxiety that can result in bitterness towards people who would maybe block our provision, our position, our protection. How are we carrying our hearts while we pursue, you know, money and food and safety in our lives? And the reason why I'm highlighting these, yes, Jesus talks about them in Luke 21, but the way that I've been even just like noticing my own response is like, I have the choice. I am either going to go to the Lord in prayer and I'm going to respond the way that he commands us to respond, which is watch and then pray. Or I'm going to go to these other areas where it's, I'm just trying to cope with the pain of life. I'm trying to cope with what's going on. And that's why I want to just take these last few minutes of this podcast and talk about why is prayer so important? What is it what is it that is really happening when we connect with the Lord in prayer? So I will say differently. I will say that I mean we all know that prayer is important and we know it is is a nominal thing to think and whatever, but it's easier to do it than to say it than doing it. Uh, I think that one of the biggest gifts, of this generation is the end times scenarios, the the urgency. So prayer is important, but it's vital right now. It's always been vital because of our relationship with Jesus, but God is pushing the planet to either go full, full on Jesus or completely forget about him. The, the gray, you know, areas in the gray lifestyle lukewarm is disappearing more and more. Why is this vital? I will say now, because we all know prayer is important. It's because there's coming a man that is going to deceive the nations. Actually, two of them, the false prophet, that God is going to allow him to do signs and wonders to deceive those who didn't love the truth. And not loving the truth is more than just, I don't believe in the Bible or I do love the Bible. It's actually loving the man, Jesus. So... Uh, I think the only thing that the enemy is not going to be able to counterfeit and deceive people with is, is peace. And peace only comes from having a relationship with Jesus and a strong life of prayer. When you actually, you go directly to him. When anxiety comes, you go directly to him. You abide in him, abiding him over and over again. And it's a muscle that you need to exercise before trouble comes. So, when trouble comes and is coming, but it's just going to increase and all kinds of signs and wonders, which is going to be different. I mean, right now it's just drugs and alcohol and sex. It's going to end up with take the mark of the beast to receive peace for all the trouble and all the anxiety and all the lack of money, lack of all of these things. I'll give you security. I'll give you I'll give you uh, uh, money. I'll give you all of these things if you just take the mark of the beast and worship the this image. It's going there. Like we can we have to talk about these things. And uh and the only secure place for those times is going to be I have a life of prayer. I have a source 
a resource inside of me, a fountain of life that I've proven that is the is the is not a placebo, is actually my point of peace. So I see that and I see I see what's going on as a gift. It's like thank you, Jesus, you are taking all the options away from my Christianity and you are making yourself the only source of life. And if I can start exercising that right now, when that time comes, I'm going to be able to say no to the pressures of taking the mark of the beast to worship the Antichrist and the image and, you know, going into all of these things that we just talked about that Jesus said that it will be the placebo of the, of the day. So that's how I see it. It's, it's, it's an urgency call from Jesus in this generation. Yeah. And the thing about prayer is, well, I, I love seeing examples of David in the Psalms because how many times was David caught in these like super troubling situations where it's like he has Saul searching him down with 3,000 soldiers to come and kill him. And just like time after time, David is in these like terrible situations in his life. And yet the Psalms are like his recorded prayers, his recorded songs to the Lord in those times where he even like withholds himself from, you know, speaking about it to other people or complaining about it or falling into bitterness, but he turns his attention towards the Lord and pours out his heart to the Lord as the solution for the pain. And I mean, again, it's like what you said, Benji, it's, that's a lot easier said than done, but I think it's the grace of God right now to start with the, you know, the little painful things that we experience in our life. And again, the birth pangs that we, you know, are feeling right now, this is, it's our trial run, but at the same time, this is the real time of preparation. Like, this is the trial run, but it's also like the real test of how are we going to respond when things are troubling? You know, the things that we're seeing happen in society are really intense, but are we actually going to start, you know, uh, training ourselves to make our response be going to the Lord and, and meeting him in that place of prayer and communion, which you guys, prayer is simply, it's just talking to God. It's pouring out our heart to him instead of going to the other things that we would try to use to numb ourselves. And, and the thing with prayer is that not only is it like the place where we're going to, you know, pour ourselves out, so to speak, but it's actually also the place where we find the answer. We find the real solution. And so, um, like going back to just this stuff with abortion, I've been feeling in more and more, uh, just conviction that I need to, in order to just like deal with some of the pain that I'm feeling related to this, I have to keep coming to the Lord in the place of prayer, which means, you know, like going and praying that God would create a culture of life in America, praying that he would turn the hearts of fathers towards the children. And as I do this, I'm not only, I don't want to say relieving the pain because I don't feel like maybe that's the best way to say it, but it is definitely, I'm finding like solace or I'm finding comfort for the pain in my heart by going to the Lord in prayer And I'm going to the place where I find the real answers, which is he is seated 
on the throne that is high above every other throne. When I come to him in prayer, he answers by releasing decrees from his throne. He answers by releasing angelic activity and tenderizing people's hearts and convicting people of sin and turning things around. And that's the confidence that we have when we come before him in prayer. And so that's where prayer isn't only the place to get comfort, though for sure it is that, but it is also the place where we find solution and where we find the change. And so... And the power of the Holy Spirit. We, um, Jesus uh, didn't allow Peter to have a normal life as a normal human being. You know, he said, Peter, don't try to stop the pain that I'm about to endure in Jerusalem. Don't think like a man of the word. You, you're not from the world. You're not a man of the world. You, you're different. You put your... Don't think like a normal human being. You're from above. You're from a different culture. And Jesus was referring to don't don't try to make me avoid the cross. I'm 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 gonna go with my father. The cross is gonna come, but I'm coming with a different spirit, and the world has nothing to stop me. Nothing. So we cannot think like like normal people in this time because we're going to go in the in the in you know the flow with the world which is despair and all of these things we have to we have to abide in the man to go above and yeah receive solutions receive decrees and i will also add receive power power to overcome power to win the war in the biggest warfare is in our minds to be honest sometimes that's the arena Mm -hmm. where all of the things are happening in you know, Jason Upton once said, we are asking the Lord, open the heavens and the heavens are open. The only open heavens we need are between our ears. It's just that our minds will be aligned with the truth that doesn't avoid the cross and the, the things that are going to happen, but gives us power to, you know, go above what's going on and, and, and walk like heavenly people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to encourage you, our listeners, to make a conscious effort, even just when like things happen in just day-to-day life, which it could be a coworker is bothering you, or you know, you run into a situation with a family member or whatever. Just observe yourself, even for a little bit. Observe how do you deal with the tough situations that come in life. And I would just provoke you to say, try to make a conscious effort to take that pain and and go to the Lord in the place of prayer before you do anything else, which is before you, you know, talk about it with someone before you, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, just like before you try any other solution or effort, it's like, bring yourself back to the basic, which is, okay, I'm going to talk this through with you, Lord. I'm going to try to find my comfort and my relief in you so that I'm not going to anything else to try to relieve the pain, but I want to find the comfort in you and I want to find the solution in you. We get reminded about who we are, who God is when we come to him in the place of prayer. And so this is something that, um, obviously like we're really passionate about 
We're both full-time staff members at the International House of Prayer here in Kansas City. And I'm just getting reminded again and again and again, we have to come to that place of, of meeting God, of talking to Him, of letting Him be the one who brings the answers, brings the solution. And at the end of the day, He's the only safety. He's the only one that if we bury ourselves in him, he's the one that's going to help us, quote unquote, escape the things that are yet to come. And so I just want to leave you with that encouragement to just be aware of how you're responding and and make the effort, put it into habit and practice turning to God in the place of prayer. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys in future episodes.